All right, come on, you guys can give them another round of applause there. Is that good? Okay, there, oh, there's a little feedback, there we go. All right, how's everybody doing today? All right, I heard you guys, y'all don't say nothing. How's everybody doing today? Oh, come on, come on, come on. God has been way too good for all of us, or to all of us, amen? Come on, get up off your feet real quick and just give God one more praise. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Pastor Stu. Um, it's always a pleasure to be with family. I don't consider this, I don't consider it to be a guest here. I consider this to be family. So thank you, thank you so much for having me. Um, it is, I believe that God has a word for us all. Um, and before we go into prayer, I just want to ask you one thing. Have you, or how many of you have a desire to see God's hands and or handiwork in your life? Come on. All right. All right. Well, there was only a couple of I heard you guys again. How <laughs> How many of us want to see God at work in our lives? All right. All right. That's a little more. Okay. Well, hey, I'm going to give you a little um, synopsis about myself. I like feedback. I like, I like for you to talk back at me, okay? Amen. Let's go ahead and pray and get into the word. Uh, Father God, I thank you so much, Lord, for this word, Lord Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord Heavenly Father, that you will remove all of me, Lord Heavenly Father, and that you will speak, declare, and proclaim, Father, like never before. Lord, we love you, Lord, we praise you, and we thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Who's ready to get into the Word? Uh, that was a little better. All right, there we go. Well, before we do that, I want to give, uh, give um, honor where honor is due. I want to first say thank you again, Pastor Stu, for having me. Um, I love you, man. Um, he's like a big brother to me. Um, he actually, for those that don't know, just before we started our church, literally a week before we started our church, um, he was arms open. And he said, man, whatever we have that you don't have, you got it. That's a big brother. Amen. Um, and I really appreciate that. Um, really, honestly, that, that's doing kingdom work. Amen. And then also I want to uh, say a bit. Come on, Sweets. That's, that's my pet name for my, my wife. Uh, sweets, come stand up, baby. All right. That's my beautiful wife. We just celebrated 16 years of marriage. Yeah. That's my good thing. That's my better half. Um, and my, my beautiful children, um, yes, I was going to say something tonight, yes, all right, that's my daughter, my, uh, my, uh, my son, my mother-in-love, Lord, and I also see some uh, transformation family in the back, I, yeah, yeah, amen, thank you so much for um, having me again, um, again, I'm going to ask this question again, how many have a desire to see God's work in your life? Before we read the scripture today, I want to tell you this. I just want to declare something to you. This is something that God gave me while I was actually studying. Um, right here in this moment, I want you to know that you are mighty. Um, there, there, we're in a world where um, oftentimes we see ourselves as mediocre, not good enough, um, not enough for God. But I want to tell you that you are mighty. 
And I want to proclaim that you are mighty. And I also want to proclaim to you something else, that you serve an even mightier God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. If you can, go ahead and turn with me to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to read verses 17 through 26. Luke chapter 5, 17 through 26. And I'm reading from the New Living uh, Translation. Amen. And our title for today is A Witness of Power. A Witness of Power. Amen. Luke chapter 5, 17 through 26, and it reads, On on day, I'm sorry, one day, sorry, one day while Jesus was teaching some Pharisees and teaching of religious law were sitting nearby, it seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee, Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord healing, and the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came, or sorry, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tile. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Verse 20, seeing their faith, Jesus said to them, or said to this man, young man, your sins are forgiven. 21, but the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to them, who does he think he is? First of all, just pause right there. They were talking to Jesus. They were talking about Christ right there. Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up and picked up his mat and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe. And they praised God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. Amen. Amen. A witness of power. A witness of power. Now, let me break down, if you don't know this um, the story, I want um, this passage, I want to break this down. Now, we have Jesus who had just started his ministry, and he had just chosen four out of the 12 disciples. And he had been teaching and healing and showing disciples the family business. All right? The gospel, the power he walked in. Now, the scripture we just read out starts off with Jesus teaching to the crowd about the gospel. And these guys, here Jesus is in town. And they heard about the ability of Jesus. They heard about all the great stuff that Jesus has done, the way that he preaches, the way that he talks, the way that he communicates the gospel. They've never heard it like this before. And not only that, the power that he walked in, the authority that he walked in, the confidence that he walked in. 
and the healing power that he proclaimed. Amen? They seen this guy. They heard about him. And what they did is they said, um, we're going to call this guy, his name is, he's a paralyzed guy. We're going to call him Jimmy today. All right? And they said, Jimmy, you know what? You've been paralyzed for far too long, my friend. You've been, you've been, you haven't been walking. You, you, you've been staying there. You've been sitting in your condition for far too long. And today, we're going to get you healed. We're going to get you healed. We're, we're, we're going to make sure that you receive everything that God has for you today. Amen? We're going to make sure that you see Jesus. Now, the crowd was big. That didn't stop them. That wasn't the end. All right? They couldn't get through the crowd. Everybody followed um, Jesus like a Chick-fil-A line. <laughs> so they, they decided that, you know what, that wasn't going to stop them. They got up on the roof took off some tiles, and they lowered their paralyzed friend, Jimmy, on a sleeping mat right in front of Jesus. Now, Jesus sees this guy that is being lowered, and he looks down at this man. Imagine you looking at the face of Christ right there in that moment. And he says, young man, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. I started off by saying that you are mighty. I started off saying that, but you also serve a mightier God. Think about that. What Jesus spoke into this man's life right there in that moment. He spoke a new identity to him. He gave him a new identity right there in that moment. He said, young man, your sins are are forgiven. You are new. Now, when he says this, he perceives, he didn't hear, the Bible doesn't say he heard them, said he perceives them. So he heard what they were thinking. He said, the, the Pharisees in the room, aka the ones that talk the talk, but don't walk the walk, um, aka the phonies, the church people, yeah, those people, he, hear, he perceives these Pharisees say, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And then Jesus responds in only a way that Jesus responds. I love this. He says in verse 23, he said, Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you. Let me say this. Let me stop right there real quick. Before I, God wants to prove to you who he is today. Amen? Amen. And he wants to prove to the world through you who he is. Amen. So I will prove to you that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus is basically saying, I'm Christ. I'm the one that you truly, that you think that you're serving, but you're not really serving. I'm, I'm, I was there from the foundation of the world. I'm going to show you. Y'all going to learn today who I am. Y'all going to learn today who the son of God is. Y'all going to learn today who has all power and all authority in his hands. Y'all going to learn. You are going to be a witness of my power. So Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately, as everyone has seen this, they start to praise him. And they say, we have seen amazing 
things, amazing things. One thing I want to point out in this scripture is that all of this happened. This young man was healed because of his friends. Go ahead, um, do what I yeah. Go ahead and do what I asked you to do. One thing. Um, yes, go ahead and get him. One thing I want to point out is that this man has some paralyzed or some some great friends. Let him do it. Let him do it, um, Stu. Let him do it, Stu. Let him do it, Stu. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Let him do it, Stu. Yeah. Look. That's okay. Look. Now they look look how they're carrying him. And they had a crowd. I always get a good picture of you when I teach you. <laughs> but they had they had a crowd, right? Imagine carrying a grown man. The, the Bible doesn't tell us how many friends there were. Yeah. I'm here too. I don't worry. But imagine them carrying a grown man on a mat. It would be hard, right? It'd be difficult, especially through a crowd. I would have left. I'm like, oh, you ain't getting saved today. You ain't getting your healing today. But these friends, these guys said, no, you've been hurting for far too long. We've seen the cries. We've seen the turmoil. We've seen the desire that you have to just be whole. So what we're going to do is we're going to sacrifice our comfort level to make sure that you get healing today. They didn't allow the crowd to, to stop them. Try to break through them. Just, just come on, just come, come forward. There we go. They didn't, allow me, they didn't allow me to stop them. There you go. I'll be the crowd today. There we go. So what they, did, so what they decided is that, you know what? We're going to climb the roof. Uh, climbing the roof by yourself, it can be hard. But imagine bringing up another body with you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine, imagine the turmoil that they had to go through just to get their friend on top of the roof and then lower him down. This man received his healing because of his friends. Their friendship became a display of power. It was through the faith of his friends that not only believers, but non-believers got to see and witness Christ's power. Amen? All right, y'all can, can put it down. Y'all can put it down. He was heavy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you a question real quick. If you can put that on the, the screen real quick. I want to ask you a question. I really want you to really internalize this. How does your life, how does your love, and how does your friendship towards others display and point people to Christ? How does your life, how does your love, and how does your friendship display hope and point other people to Christ? Because this, this wasn't about a Sunday thing. 
This wasn't about um, a small groups or a Bible study um, meeting. This was about, hey, I see you hurting. Let's get you healed. And they did whatever it took to get their dear friend help by bringing their friend in front of Jesus. They said, your life matters to me. Your healing matters to me. You being whole matters to me. They were willing to be uncomfortable just so their friend could be whole again. I believe that this is a display of what believers should be like, what the church should be. If you see your brother or your sister hurting, we should fight tooth and nail to make sure that our brother and sister is whole again. Amen? This is what happened in this scripture. This is what happened. I'm going to ask you that question again. I want you to really internalize this. How does your life, how does your love, and how does your friendship towards others display hope and point other people to Christ? Our lives should pull people out of the pits that they're in. That's our job as believers. When you see someone falling or failing or hurting or suffering, our job is to ensure that they have a chance at wholeness. At wholeness. Again, I want to say this. I want, it's not about a Sunday thing. It's not about just coming to get your fix. It's not about just coming to, to feel good one day, one day out of the week. We're in a world that is hurting. We're in a world that's so divided, and they need hope. And in this world, we need people, we need believers to go out and say, I'm going to be a good neighbor by risking my comfort level to make sure that they are whole. Amen? Amen. Amen. You guys with me? This world needs to see victory. This world needs to see change. And the only way that they will see the change that God is offering is through the believer. It's through the believer. These people, people, period, need to be set in front of Jesus. I want you to, I want you to think about this for a moment. This man went from paralyzed Jimmy to heal Jimmy. The Bible doesn't tell us his name, so like I said, he went from paralyzed to healed. There are a lot of you today that are either paralyzed yourself or know someone that is paralyzed. And when I say paralyzed, I don't mean a, a physical ailment. It can be emotionally. It can be mentally. Uh, it, 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 can be, it can stem from your past. You have been stagnant for far too long, and God is offering you right now in this moment an opportunity to be whole. Would you accept it? Do you accept it? And let me say this. Your wholeness, your healing is not just for yourself. It's for the people that sit on the road next to you. It's for your neighborhood. It's for your community. It's for all of Sacramento. Amen? Your job is to point to the healing that you receive and give it to others. Amen? Amen? These friends were perfect, uh, were perfect friends. I remember... Well, let me say this first of all. Um, um, 
relationships that you have in your life, those people will, that you have in your inner circle will do one of two things. And this is very important. They will kill you. They will depress you. They will be your downfall. Or they will uplift you, strengthen you, encourage you, and tell you the right thing even when you don't want to be told the right thing. Amen? And they will always point you towards victory where Jesus is. Amen? Amen? We need to... How many of us are those friends? Yeah. How many of us have those friends? I know I do. I got a friend that will tell me, smooth off, he don't care about me being a pastor um, at all, and he'll tell me, no, nah, that wasn't right, and vice versa. I remember, because um, I, I uh, brought this up earlier, I remember when me and my wife were um, getting married 16 years ago, um, and um, we were in the back, and I, I, was, yeah, I was young, um, uh, but every single one of my friends said, Charles, you better not cry, man. It's, hey, man, if you cry, listen, I'm going I'm to elbow you. You better not cry. Every single one of them said, hey, you, I bet not see a tear. And as soon as we got on, you know, as soon as I seen my wife, uh, we both locked eyes and immediately got emotional, and I started boo-hooing and crying. But it wasn't only me crying. My wife was crying, but I was crying. But I had a whole bunch of men that were crying too. <laughs> like, oh, y'all just told me not to cry. But it was, it was in that moment that I knew that I had a true brotherhood with these friends yeah. because they were excited for me and my wife and the future that awaited us, the journey that awaited us. That's what a true friend does. Amen. He doesn't hate on you. She doesn't hate on you. She don't talk about you. She doesn't smile on your face. And then on the phone talking about you the next minute. That's not a good friend. And that's also not the friend that we should be. Amen? A friend wants to see you whole. A friend wants to see you win. A friend wants to see you move up in life. Amen? A friend wants to see the best version of you. Amen? And a friend will also bring you along the way that say, you know what? You're not the best version, so we're going to get you healed today. Amen? That's what God has called us to be as believers. It's good friends, good neighbors. Amen? Amen. When, uh, when Jesus told this man to pick up your mat and go home, in verse 24, what Jesus was saying was, get up. It's time to get in position, in a position that you have never been before. You are going to be a witness of my power. Amen. You are going to be a witness of my power. Let me say this. When this man got up, the words that Jesus gave him was go home. Go home. Stand up. The thing that used to carry you, now you carry it. Pick up your mat and go home. Go to the place where you once were paralyzed. Because you know what? You know why he told him to go home? Because if they see that man healed, they will believe. They will ask questions. How, how, how did he get healed? What's going on? Oh, man, you, you, can't, you left paralyzed. You left um, sitting on your mat or laying on your mat. But you've, you've come back home healed. Listen, 
Church or church services are supposed to be a resting stop, amen, for you to go out into the world and tell people about what God has done for you, amen. That's all it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a time for us to gather, uh, communicate, and um, lift one another up, but go out into the world. Go home and tell people about what God has done in your life. Amen. 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 Your life, your very existence, the healing that you are walking in or have got healed in, the stuff that you have been through, all of it, is proof of God's existence. It's proof. It's proof of his healing power. I told this story last week at my church that since the age of 12, I had grandma seizures. And I had them real bad. It was to a point where teachers were scared to even have me in their classroom. Um, and nothing would cause it to, to go on. It would just, boom, show up. And um, my dad had got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And he, told, he went in front of our church at the time, and he said, I need you to pray for my child. I can't do this anymore. He can't do this anymore. And he got it. They laid their hands on me. And I was healed that day. But that's not even that. I mean, that's great. Awesome. Thank God for that. Um, but the, the, even the even greater part is when I, was, when I first started working at Apple, this young man had, he was about 24 years old um, at the time, and he had the same exact ailment that I had. And it was actually even worse. He, the last time that he had actually had a seizure was him and his child in the car. And he almost killed him. And he felt so bad. He's like, man, I don't know what to do. I'm at my wit's end. Um, I've tried every medicine, every doctor, everything in this world. But I can't seem to get healed. And God reminded me of the healing that I had in that moment. And I asked him, hey, can I pray with you? And that day was the last day that he ever had a seizure again. That, and I want to say this. That doesn't speak of me. That speaks of God's healing. Amen. Because that day, the same healing that God gave me through those individuals laying hands on me, I got to receive. But then I also got to lay my hands on someone else. And pray that same blessing and healing. I became a witness of his power and got to distribute it to someone else. Amen. That's our job in this world. Amen. We are to be, listen, God gave us a command and a, a purpose when he left this earth. Not just while he was on this earth. But he said, hey, while, while he was on this earth, he said, I'm the light of the world. But when he left, he proclaimed us as the light of the world. Amen. And as the light, we are to go in dark places and shed that light. Amen. We can't be afraid of it. We can't be timid. We have to be bold. And we have to count on God's word. Amen. There, there is a hurting world waiting for lights to enter into their dark areas. Amen. We have to be light. God has called us to do some great things, great things, but we have to walk in it. 
He doesn't want us to just tell people about what happened. He wants us to show them. Show them who the great I am is. By walking in your healing and in boldness. Amen. I guarantee you that this man, when he walked home, when he went home, he praised God. But he changed his neighborhood, his family, and his community just from him walking in the healing that God gave him. Amen. I believe God has extraordinary things that he wants to do through each and every one of us. Every person in this room has an extraordinary gift. You are not ordinary. Amen. You're different for a reason. Amen. We have to take off the limits that we have put on ourselves and the world has put on us. And see God for who he truly is. The one that makes impossible possible. Too often we are blinded by what's in front of us, like the the Pharisees. They were blinded by what was in front of them. Instead of what God is trying to do to us and through us. Amen? I want to close on the scripture real quick. It's um, Jesus says this in Matthew 22, 36 and 40, 36 through 40. Matthew 22, 36 through 40. These are the, Jesus says this, not I, says these are the two greatest commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your, or yeah, with all your soul and with all your mind, I'm sorry. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Two of the greatest commandments. Jesus declares this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, or with all your soul, and with all your mind. That speaks of an intimacy and a trust. Amen? And then it's saying, I trust that intimacy and the person that I'm being intimate with so much that I'm going to go out and share that same love that he has shared towards me and give it to my neighbor. Give it to the world. Amen. They work hand in hand. You can't say I love God and treat your neighbor wrong. You can't say I love God and just keep living the same way that we're living. Amen. This passage we talk about, I believe, speaks of a desire and a knowing, a trust. And I believe that it comes from putting God first. I don't believe that these friends could ever have a desire that they had to go to the ends of this world for someone other than themselves without having the heart of God. If you want to be a witness of power, we must walk in wholeness and love our neighbor to the point that we are willing to point them in the direction of where wholeness begins. Amen? Amen. I want you to do, I want to do this real quick. There's a song by Hezekiah Walker. And um, he says this. I want you, first of all, I want you to grab your person or grab the person's hand next to you. If you don't know him, great. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody make sure they're grabbing somebody's hand. Grab their hand. All right. Okay, good. Everybody, I'm checking. I'm like, I'm like a preschool teacher now. There we go. All right. Everybody got somebody's hand. 
And this song says this, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Somebody knows the song. Amen. (laughs) Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. In order for us to be whole and witnesses of God's power, the person that, next, the person that is next to you right now, you need them. Amen? We need each other. Amen? When one is down, the other, the other one should pick them up. Amen? Amen? You guys with me? Amen? All right. I need y'all to talk back at me. God has a plan for us today. Amen? God has a plan for us today in order, let me say this, in the world that is so divided, Pastor Stu spoke of this earlier with um, political um, views and all the other stuff that divides us and everything. The enemy wants to divide us and keep us there. But if we know that we are better together, we can go out and change this world. Amen. Amen. We have more in common than you think. And as believers, those things that we don't have in common shouldn't keep us away from each other. They should actually unite us. These friends, we're not arguing and gossiping about each other. They wanted to see their friend whole. Look at the person next to you. Do you want to see that person whole? I said, some of you are sitting next to your husband and wife. I like, I, I hope so. Uh, I, I want to see you whole. I want to see the best version of you. God wants to see the best version of you. So you can go out and be a witness of his power and his glory. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you real quick. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, Heavenly Father, that you would allow every single person under the sound of my voice first, Lord, to walk in healing, in wholeness, in your grace, in your mercy, and receive your salvation. And then secondly, Lord, Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that that same healing, that same grace, mercy, and love that they will share to their families, to their friends, and their neighborhoods, bringing victory through each place. Lord, I pray a blessing over every single person that is here on today. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you, and Father, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Hey, would you stand with me one more time?